Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Deneau. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Vincent. Hi, listeners. Oh, did I not say hi to the listeners? It's okay. It's how okay. I got you. Me? I got you. We back yeah. each other up. That's how this works. It's, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. it's a team. It's a team. How you doing? I'm good. I had a great week. You must have, because this is the second week in a row where we barely spoke. It's starting to become a thing, and I'm I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable with our friendship now. Oh no! Oh no! I feel I feel I feel like you've you've sprouted your wings and you want to do all the things, and it's like, oh yeah, my my pal Vincent, like yeah, I got things to do. Well, if it's any solace, I have four YouTube videos queued up. Oh wow! Like in there, ready to go, scheduled. Wow, scheduled. So that's like, that's done, done. And I'm working on three or four different projects right now. Cool. Out in the shop. So I'm just, I've been going. I've been having one of those weeks. Clearly. Your last drop of videos was very good, by the way. I really enjoyed them. I mean, I always enjoy them. I like this new format you're doing. I kind of want to take a crack at doing it myself. I don't think I have the personality or the patience to edit it that way, but. (laughs) Do you want to know, do you want to know something? Ooh. I don't know. Like, I I think that people think I'm funny. Like, I'm the funny one between Michael and myself. Or maybe that's, that's in my head. I don't know. But that's Michael is so funny. Like, Michael's he's way really funnier funny. than me. And so he's better at, like, scripting things. Or he'll think of a plot line that is just so outrageously funny. And then I'm maybe better at, like, executing it than he is. But you're it like is. The, you're like the talent. You're like the straight man. And he is like the color commentary. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that like comes across to people that maybe don't know us in real life, but it's because difficult. I'll tell you why I'll tell you yeah. why in okay. your stories, in yeah. your stories, you come across as like kind of goofy and like, you know, perky and just mm-hmm. like this, you know, arms flailing about and legs flailing about like everything's flailing about, you know, it's flailing is this word that I just come up with. Cause Every time, like you're when you're in the shop and you're doing like dancing and you're you're doing all <laughs> your, I, I do that. Yeah. There's a lot of flailing of arms and exaggerated movements, so that comes across as you being the funny one because that's what no. funny is now. So <laughs> sly yeah, no, senses of humor that don't translate like Michael's. You know, it doesn't make him look as funny as he is. Oh, he's so funny, and I he think is. that the point being that that like the, the the format that we're doing right now, I definitely feel good about because I feel like it plays on both of our strengths, where mm-hmm. we can both contribute to it, which is nice. So if you give if you take a crack at it, I'm super curious to hear how you find doing it. Michael's dead stare into the camera and just saying something funny without even cracking a smile just kills me. I every can't time. handle it. I find him so funny, but I also don't know like like. I don't know. I'm obviously biased, but I just find I, him hilarious. I always want, like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I know both of you, so it's, like, a little different for me. Maybe I just, because I know you guys, I can see the personality. I don't know. I would love to know how it translates to people that don't know you guys as well as I no know idea. you guys. But it's you know really, really funny. If you're listening, um, just tell me. Just tell yeah. me. I'll... Brooke loves feedback. She's Give a me... vacuous <laughs> hole of um, validation. Validation? I don't know. But feedback, yes. Tell me how to improve myself. <laughs> how to improve myself wow. yes Look, yeah I went, please i was on a boat for the first time this weekend for the first time ever i've literally never been on a boat until you, this wait weekend. wait 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 <laughs> wait 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 you've never been on never, a boat like a kayak never once in my life like been on a boat a paddle boat 
Okay, if you count the Staten Island Ferry as a boat. That's a boat. Okay, then I've been on a boat, but that's not really a boat because that's a floating city for all intents and purposes. That's not really a boat. The Staten Those Island are... Ferry is a Those floating city? Massive. Those boats are massive. Okay, okay. Like they okay, hold like but... a couple of thousand people. So they're not, we're not talking, I'm talking like a boat boat, like something you okay. go, that's a boat, not a ship. Like So yeah. just like a motor boat, like a Pontoon sailboat. Boat. Pontoon a pontoon boat. boat. Oh, it cool. was a pontoon boat. We went Super up. Fun. I went up to. Um, I went up to Germantown to hang out with Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks and his lovely wife Rebecca, and we had the greatest time. We we um, we went to this restaurant that actually has dockside service and parking. So Ooh. you actually park your boat on a dock and then you go up into the restaurant. That was a unique experience for me. Oh, cool! You never done uh, that before. Never done that. I now I fun. learned how to tie the boat up when we get to the dock, like that was kind of cool. And am I good at tying knots? No, but I, the boat didn't float you know, away. So I did something right. You know, I, 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 I make jokes about, Oh my gosh, you've never been on a boat, but like I grew up going to Maine in the summer, like on the coast and stuff. So like, I guess, you know, yeah. if you never really have done that. Like, why would you know how to tie a boat up? Never been. So then after, after dinner, we went to, um, we went further up the river to Hudson, New York. And there was a concert from a band. Uh, I think they're called Blackfoot. They're from North Carolina, and okay. they were doing some Southern rock stuff. And it was just a, it was just a, it was awesome. So we're out, you know. Basically, there's all these boats just go out into the out by the park, drop anchor, and you just sit in your boat and you watch the concert and you drink whatever's in your cooler. And it was it was just the greatest night ever. And then in pitch black, Al navigated us back down the Hudson River to um, Germantown, and, and- which. What Whoa. is your review of being on a boat? I loved it. I can understand why rich people get boats. Like, I totally get it now. I get it. And, yeah. you know, this is a pontoon boat. So it's like, you know, it's a lot more stable. It's not as crazy as like a V-hole boat where you're, you know, left, right movement. You're constantly getting rocked and whatever. This was just so much fun. Like, I had the greatest time ever. That's I awesome. Mean, that sounds like the most perfect summer it really weekend. was. Like, it really one of those was. days where you're like, I lived today. Well, you know, I messaged I messaged Al earlier in the week. I'm like, hey, man, are you doing anything in the shop this weekend? I said, because I really just need to get the hell out of this neighborhood and get the hell out of my own head for a little while. I'd love to just come up and hang out for a little while. And he's like, yeah, come on up. We'll take the boat up. We'll get dinner. We'll go. The, we'll go watch the show in Hudson. I'm like, perfect, perfect idea. And it was exactly what I needed because I came back fully recharged, ripped my shop apart one end to the other, made room for Tweaky. So now I can put my CNC back in and everything's just good now. Everything is good. I am a restored individual. Good. Yes. Awesome. I'm happy to hear it. It energizes me for doing the podcast. Hello. Here we are. Because I love doing the podcast and I love when we have someone on the podcast who I've had some conversations with and especially funny conversations about weird random things. And of course, when you think of weird random things and funny things, you have to think of our guest tonight, the one and only John Graziano, also known as Graz Makes on the Internet. What's up, John? How you doing? Good. I just uh, just got finished tying up my boat and uh, (laughs) just, just here. Tell us all about your boat. <laughs> no, it was like it was like the probably the third or fourth time I've been on a boat. It was fantastic. No. <laughs> I had no concept of what boating cost until we so we went up this one part of the river where it kind of branches off, and they were we Al was showing me all these expensive boats, and he's like, "Yeah, see, that's probably got like two eight thousand gallon tanks in it, and it's like blah blah blah." And it's I'm like, 
oh my god like and i'm looking at the prices of gas i'm looking at the price of gas at like the dockside i'm looking at the gas prices dockside and i'm like oh it's like seven dollars a gallon <laughs> yeah dockside like and he's like yeah i never fill the i never fill this thing up at the docks so that it's like the the old saying don't buy a boat have a friend who has a boat so exactly. you don't have to deal with any of that you exactly. just enjoy the water Everyone, yeah like he's the only person i know that own, he's the only friend i have that owns a boat and still has it yeah you know everyone i know gets <laughs> it and like this is a great idea i'm gonna use it all the time and then it's like no done yeah. it's so Bye. expensive what just- kind of what kind of boat do you have to, just for context and then say whatever with me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I was, I was joking. That I was don't... a joke. Oh, see, yeah, I, I took, I was like, yeah, tell me all about your boat. <laughs> it's like, it's like a 72 foot ki- oh, yeah, kayak. It's, it's a really huge. Kayak. Yeah. It's, it was made out of redwood cedar or red, redwood strip. It's nice. a, just a giant, giant boat. No. A 72 um, foot kayak <laughs> is an amazing image by the oh, way. That would be a hell of a bill for, uh, for Jackman if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a Jackman sized kayak. There you go. Love it. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, we, the last time I saw you and this is what, this is what I love about conversations with Roz. (laughs) I don't even know where this is going to go. We were at, we were at Jimmy's for Jimmy Speedway and we were standing, it was me, him and Keith decent and somebody else was standing there. We were talking about eighties movies (laughs) and we're all talking about just these campy eighties, like slashery, horrory movies. And we were all staying there, and I said, there was this movie, it was a mall, and there were robots in the 80s. And the three of us are like, I know this movie. And we all knew the movie. Like, we all knew the movie. We'd all seen the movie. We could recite the storyline one into the other, and it's like, and we bonded over knowing, like, a cheesy 80s movie, like, chopping mall (laughs) (laughs) it's the it's such a good name for a movie oh that's i mean you you that's me to the core just Mm -hmm. stupid just completely out of the blue like so like four people have heard of this certain movie from the 80s and that's that's my bread and butter it's like the crazy obscure obscure stuff you have this great you have this great in 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 um for those of you that are under a rock somewhere Graz was obviously in the show making fun and one of one of the one of your personality traits from the show was that you were like the you were the funny guy and you were the I thought it was I thought it was the good looking one you were the good looking funny one that's what I meant did I just see a tumbleweed go by both of your screens (laughs) no I just I just thought I just thought of a great question is all okay (laughs) all right sorry (laughs) no it's cool it's cool but it's it's really funny because when you when 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 you talk when I talk to you and we've had conversations in the past like that comes across like you're you are a funny guy like you're a genuinely funny guy the sarcasm comes quick the puns are just nonstop start to finish <laughs> um, we were going to call this episode the Punisher like that, because and I said know. that that was what we were going to call it but I had a simpler title in mind when I ended up putting it together <laughs> but. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Your personality came through really well on the show, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I'd i like to think all of us, all mm-hmm. of our personalities did. And I mean, it was probably first week of shooting where we're kind of finding our archetypes for our personalities. And our director, Mike O'Dare, super, super awesome guy. But we kind of joked that we would call him the toolbox because he would sit behind... <laughs> jimmy's giant red toolbox and you'd always 
he'd always just kind of yell from the back, like, do it again or can't use that. And then <laughs> one, one day he was like, Graz, turn it up with the puns. And I was like, you don't have to ask me twice. And then after that, the, the switch got broken and it just stayed on. Yeah. So did you hashtag guys, dad jokes. Did you guys feel any pressure um, as you're doing the show, as you're recording to kind of settle into archetypes, like to more clearly define what your quote role was on the show rather than to just go for it, just whatever happened, happened. Like did they want you to be more defined or did they not really care one way or the other? Um, I think that the, the one kind of, there's a behind the scenes thing. I, I I'm, I'm sure I, I've heard everyone else kind of talk about it at some point or the other, but I think the biggest pressure that we had like one of the first pre-production days, they kind of gave us rough scripts. Mm-hmm. Like here, you want to hit this point, this point, and this point. We, I have like video of all of us sitting in a circle, like looking at it and being like, <laughs> "What do we do?" Just kind of putting We're it down YouTubers, and being like, "Guys, <laughs> yeah, be like, just trust us. We we got this." And then everyone was like, "Really?" Because we don't know who you guys are, and uh, this is this is a big production. We were like, "We we got this. Just just let us try it." And then the there was definite nervous energy from from the directors initially because I mean they did, literally like they had no idea who we were mm-hmm. and so th- w- once we kind of got to know everybody and like because we had to live essentially together in a bubble I mean we would shoot for twelve hours a day and then go out to dinner and then hang out on the weekends because it's like I mean that was kind of height of the pandemic so we couldn't really go anyplace else so we kind of all had to live together and so once everyone kind of got to know everybody then our personalities kind of, I mean, because again, it's, it's pretty nerve wracking sitting in a a room full of 30 people. You have no idea. And they say action. And then you're like, uh, okay. Uh, all right. No, this is totally just like how my YouTube videos, I have 30 people in my shop. And so at like, there was definite the first week nerves at like, I mean, I, I live with Derek through the whole filming of it. And there were nights where we were like, I don't know, dude, like, I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. And then <laughs> we just kind of like took a hot tub together and relaxed. And, and, uh, and once, once we kind of got to know everybody and, and everyone got kind of familiar, it, it totally kind of went away. So it was, it was totally, I mean, it, what you see on the screen is basically like, I mean, what they were saying is, I mean, it's us turned up to 11. So I yeah. mean, I mean, you, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we interact. I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm a pretty silly guy. <laughs> Jimmy isn't quite as grumpy as as he portrays on TV. And and uh, Pat actually isn't French at all. He's from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sheboygan. <No. laughs> his, his real name is Johnson. His real name is Johnson. It's, it's Johnson Johnson. It's, <laughs> it's first and last name. That's it. But no, it, it, I think I think all of our personalities were, were basically just turned up to 11 for TV, uh, minus the uh, denim shorts that Pat wore. I don't... So, I can't confirm or deny that he wears those outside of the show. Yeah. But... So my question was going to be the 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 pale blue one piece. <laughs> Whose idea was that, and how did that happen? So uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Letterkenny. I don't know if you guys have watched that show. It's it's a fantastic show from Canada, and it's it, it just you watch if you get it, you watch it, and you're like, I love the show, and you just like I literally watched the entire thing and then just restarted it and watched it again. But one of the guys on the show, all he wears is like onesies because he works on a farm, quote unquote. So like 
it's either like a full onesie or he'll like unzip it half and wear it kind of down. So I was like, there'd be kind of a good trademark look if I just could wear a onesie through the entire show. And then they were like, well, not the entire show. We'll do an episode. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then somehow Pat ended up in it in one as well. So, and then like, because of shooting a TV show, there's four or five just around the set all the time. So like, I'm, I'm a proud owner in my closet. I, I think I have three of them. So if I ever need them, they're there. They're on call. Do you wear them ever just for grocery shopping? Again, I cannot confirm or deny, but (laughs) at this point, I haven't, I have it. They're weird because they're, it's a short sleeve onesie. It's such a distinct piece of clothing. That's the only reason I asked in the first place. Where does one buy this? Especially in upstate New York. I have no idea because like we did fit, we did wardrobe fittings like a week before and we have some really funny photos. I don't know if they've, they've ever been published, but like there's one photo that it's, obviously a size too small and i'm i'm wearing it i'm kind of like crouched down and like i think in the background like derek and, and jackman are just dying laughing and i'm like is this good and so the the uh tony our, our wardrobe lady she kind of had to like make do with because we're in upstate new york but um it was funny you you mentioned the the blue onesie i got a random text message after the show came out and some some girl just I don't know. In her in her twenties, was like, I love that, and I found the exact one on Amazon. She sent me a picture of her just sitting there in a one, and I was like, All right, now you just need the beard for the Halloween costume. <laughs> you've kind of you've become like almost like a cult celebrity after the show because I have seen so many photos on your Instagram since the show of you with fans and you with kids. And it's just like, it's, even like at Jimmy's, there were people who were just like all the little kids wanted to take pictures with you. It was like, wow. He's- I, I think because they see eye to eye with me, that I, <laughs> they trust me. And like Jackman is just, he's just crazy intimidating. And kids are like, do I climb you? Do I worship you? What do I do? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, like I, 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 on my, on my website, grousemakes.com, totally uh shameless self-promotion. Um, no, I, I say we welcome visitors because it, it's it's awesome to interact with people. And, and I, I'm as curious as, as they are when they come to the shop. It's like, how'd you find the show? What do you what do you make? Like, where are you from? Like, and we just usually hang out for like an hour. And then they just I have a couple props that I, like <laughs> I just recently acquired the zombie death bat. So I carefully give it to a kid and they're like, Oh my God, that's so heavy. So heavy. Yeah. And then now it's like you have tetanus because you touched your back with a rusty zombie death bat. But no, it's, it's super, super overwhelming and it's super humbling. I've met amazing people that like I consider friends now from, they just message me and just have either questions or introduce me, introduce them to me. And I, I, I try to thank everyone who messages me, including people who have, um, proposed marriage to me, which is wow. pretty interesting. So, wow. yeah, so it's it's been pretty crazy. To, I mean, from around the world, it's it's like really mind blowing. Like so, it's it's. I think the first one of the first days the show came out, the <laughs> the guy who did my voice in German messaged me and was like, "I had so much fun when you were doing your Robert De Niro impression that I did it in German." So I did a Robert De Niro impression in German of you doing one. And I was like, oh, wow. 
you got to send me a clip of that, please. And then he <laughs> sent it to me, and I was like, that is the craziest thing ever. So it, it is, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing experience. That's super cool. And um, in terms of just your background, did you ever want to be on television or on camera or entertaining? What's your background in that area? Or did it just happen coincidentally? It, it's, it's like a weird, there, there are so many crazy, crazy, crazy connections on how we got the show and how I met everybody. But I I won't lie. Like I, I've always wanted to be on TV. I didn't know in what capacity. Like when I was early twenties, like late teens, when like Monster Garage and MythBusters came out, yeah. I was always like, "Oh my god, that would be the coolest I, job to have!" Is to like do that stuff. And it's so funny that you say that because like no one, um, like on Facebook, when you get those things where it's like, "This is what you posted as your status a billion years ago." It's funny that you say that about MythBusters because mine was being like, "How do I become a MythBuster professionally?" Yeah, and, and not, I was like, wow. "I'm not kidding." And it, yeah, so it's interesting to hear you say that because yeah, I used to like watch those same shows. Yeah, I mean, it like it, it it's always been, uh, and I mean, like I I did theater for four years in high school, and I studied. I, I'm a video producer by trade, so I studied to be in front of the camera and be behind the camera. So I'm comfortable kind of on both sides. And it was really weird to kind of have all these camera people next to you. And I had to fight to be like, maybe get on this side because the sparks are going to shoot that way. And I'm like, sorry, I'm just going to let you do. And and they were so insanely talented that it was like the first day was that kind of instinct to be like, I move the camera over here. But seeing their magic, I, I was I've learned so much from all the amazing camera people and camera operators uh, from the show and, and we stay in touch and, and it's super cool to see like what shows they hop to next and, and kind of where their careers are going. And it's, I'm just very honored to be part of that, that entire project. It, it comes across, it comes across when you, when you're on camera that you, you're comfortable there. Like even when, like when one of the things you could always tell, like when somebody's comfortable on camera, they'll be, they'll allow themselves to be the butt of a joke and not let it get to them and just like go with it. And it's like, well, they, that's someone who's selling it on camera, right? Like that's someone who understands that like, this is a moment and I don't have to be the guy making, I can be the target of a joke and still be part of the joke. You know, well, with the magic of editing, they would cut right as I started to cry. And then they would just, <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like, I mean, in, in it may not, cause he doesn't, he, he includes a little bit, but Jimmy is an insanely funny guy mm-hmm. and we share a very, very similar sense of humor. And so I, I don't know if it even made the show, but like we do this, like, I don't know where, where or when it started, but we do this like Marx Brothers bit when we'll like, if someone's like, oh, can I have a sticker? And if I'm standing next to him, I'll grab the sticker and then give it to him. Then Jimmy will grab it from me and we'll just keep doing that until they're like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? But he knows how to like set up a joke, like set a punchline and, and throughout the show, like with, because of editing and and interacting, like sometimes when we were talking to the kids, the kids would set someone up and then someone on the, on the cast would, would be like, wait, say this line. Or Jimmy would be there. I'd be like, Jimmy, say this line. It's, it's really funny if you, if you say it like this and he'd be like, oh, perfect. Awesome. And so it was just kind of this like super, like, all input way of creating the show and and the directors and producers were totally open for us to kind of wing it and ad lib and 
and do that. But yeah, the, the, there's a, I mean, there, there's a science behind what makes something funny and it's, there, it's always interesting. And it's weird because in the YouTube world, you can set the joke up in production and then nail it in post-production. But it's like, I don't know where you're going. Like, I, I don't right. know the editor. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I trust you guys are going to make this funny. And they knocked it out of the park 10 times over. It's, it's an interesting, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, I was just going to say, after hearing you say that, it's interesting because it looks very natural and free flowing, and yet there was clearly a, at least a little bit of structure to it. And I was, we weren't, I didn't know that, but hearing that, it's like, okay, that's interesting because now I'm even more impressed. Now it's like, oh wow, you know, like every once in a while, I'm sure this wasn't like you know every single line was structured before it was said, but just the idea that you know once in a while it was because it never looked that way at oh. all. Yeah, I mean, it, it for the, I would say 85% of it was natural dialogue back and forth. But like, there were some, some times where like, I would do a pun, and it would just kind of hit flat. And then like, I would hear someone yell, uh, even the cameraman would be like, or camera people would just like, say this. And then I'd be like, Oh, Carl, yeah. awesome. I'm gonna do that line. So everyone was included. And it was it was awesome that because yeah. like, I mean, all the camera ops were just as funny as us. And like, it was just a a super cool kind of bonding time where they like we trusted them, they trusted us, and, mm-hmm. and it was just really fun to to kind of have this whole kind of dialogue between everyone, and it was it felt very natural, which was really cool. Yeah, cool. Um, you mentioned the like zombie mallet thing. What are some <laughs> of the builds that you felt? Actually, first comment about that. One of my favorite shots, I think, of the whole show was that on the lettuce with the really intense music. And then I think it cuts into <laughs> someone's face. And I think it might be Derek. He goes, honestly, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I stuff, died laughing, but yeah, it was like, you got, you can make your comment. Something to say no, I mean, stuff there. like that. It, it like that, it that didn't happen exactly the way. I mean, that like they would, cause everything was really structured because it would be like, all right, we would have a pre-production meeting and like, Jimmy was always the, we'll make it work. And then Jackman's like, well, I did the math. So like the directors were like, uh, make it okay. You, you sure are going to make it work? So there was a lot of like, and between nine and 12, we're going to shoot uh, this group building. So you guys have to be quiet. And then after lunch, we're going to shoot some dialogue. So blah, blah, blah. And then once I made the zombie death bat, they just showed up with bags of fruit and vegetables. And, and they were like, just have fun and smash it. And me and Jack were like, okay, cool. Like, like there's no reason for Jackman just to walk up where I'm making the thing and be like, Hey, how's it going? But like, they were like, we need to like set it up and progress the story. And so they were just like, yeah, have fun smashing fruit. And we were like, okay. Like another perfect example was like, do you remember the bee sting scene with Jackman? And he gets it. Yeah. That that happened like literally the first or second day. Like me and Jackman are making the, the dinosaur head or we're filling foam or something. And he's like, Oh, ow, what, what the hell just happened? And uh, like, he takes his head off. I'm like, Oh dude, you, you just got stung by a bee. And so like, they're just like, just go with it. And I'm like, okay. So I go over to the other team and I'm like, everyone stop, stop, stop. Jackman just got stung by a bee. But in the edit, Derek looks up and then just looks back down and continues like, <laughs> what he was doing. and it's super funny, but like, I don't even know where that clip came from, but the hours and hours and hours O'Dare had to go through yeah. and figure out like, this is set up. There's a perfect punchline. It's it. 
it still boggle boggles my mind how it's, much footage they shot. It's it's mind boggling and and I can only imagine the level of organization with those clips because it's crazy. It's like I, I remember seeing like first day in one of the trailers, there were just stacks of D of uh, hard drives. Oh, and wow. like they would fill them up and then like there was one one dude it was like the the loneliest job in the world. He'd have to sit at night in one of the trailers by himself and watch like all four cameras and log all the footage and then send it to LA. And then every night, like it was during the rap party, we were like, Hey, it's you. And like, we saw him like one time through the entire (laughs) thing. He basically just lived in a trailer at night and it was just like, Oh, well, thank you for your hard work. Sorry. We don't really get to interact, but our, our schedule is literally the opposite. Once we're done, you come in, dump all the footage, and then send it out. Truly but, the unsung hero of the series. Yeah, yeah. There was I mean, so much there. I, I I don't understand how the director doesn't hate all of us. Because, I mean, as <laughs> soon as we were done rapping, I mean, he edited our footage for six months straight. Like, every day he'd be sending us, like, bits and pieces and stuff. And it's like, you saw a face for almost a year straight. You have to be sick of us. So <laughs> patience, patience of like of a saint. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to maybe shift gears a little bit because, you know, obviously some of us have known you longer than making fun. And I wanted to talk about the stuff that you actually make and what your background as a maker actually is. You know, we've seen we've seen you on the show, but what about the stuff that you make? Like what's your background as a maker? How'd you get started? How'd you get into it? And what kind of stuff do you typically find yourself making? I always like to say I, the, the, the thing I, I make the most is my parents disappointed. So <laughs> that's the, <laughs> get that joke out of the way. No, um, no, like uh, I, I've always, like I've, I've said it and it's, it's kind of the cliche, but like as a kid, I would take, take apart anything that, cause I was, I'm a, I'm a, I grew up in the eighties and early nineties. So I was always, always a fan, like giant every day before school, I'd watch Mr. Wizard's world. And he taught me how everything works. And as a kid who loved MacGyver, it was like all these things would just shoot off in my brain. Be like, I want to know how to radio works. I want to build something with Legos. I want to do this. I want to do that. He was also mean to kids, but let's. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my favorite YouTube videos. We're going to put your head on that plate. He's like, what? That show, that show was so good. And looking back at it as an adult, I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah it was like tough love. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But I, I apparently he was so he was in. I don't know if you know this, but he was in the military. He was in World <laughs> War II. He was a pilot. Like, I didn't he, know that. That's yeah, awesome. So he had this whole military background. So he majored in English and science in college, and then joined the army. And like fought in World War Two, so it's like so he that has makes all this him even like, cooler, yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Like he's a well-rounded, like he's a true Renaissance man. So he comes back, and now he's dealing with kids, and everything is like, it's not even sarcasm. It's just like, geez, no, it's like dude. you're wrong. I'm gonna do it right. You're like, okay, Mr. Well, Wizard, no, and if you paid attention, you'd understand. Yeah, and it's yeah like, if I had a cool ass name like Wizard, I'd I'd be probably like <laughs> that mean too. But to get back to to that, like, I mean, all all of that just kind of added to my imagination. And like when I was, when I was a kid, I I didn't have a ton of room to build stuff like physical stuff. So I, I really, I got really big into computers when I was a a teenager and kind of the, the, the darker side of computers. So I would build little things called red boxes. You too, huh? Yep. (laughs) 
the little Radio Shack dialers, I would, I would, I would solder out the crystals, and so I could make, or supposedly I could make free calls on pay phones and stuff like that, and got really big into computers. And then once I found video production, that kind of like scratched my like. It was tactile then. It was a reel to reel, like input output, like that that type of deal. But as eventually as as it kind of grew and into the digital uh, age none of the stuff that you'd shoot or um, edit was actually like a tactile thing. So I think my, my brain was like, I, I need to like start touching things again. Right. And um, it's, it's a story that's told a million times and I'll try to, to make it short. I'll try to make it short, but I'm currently in Jackman's old apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know. Do you guys know the story of how we met? Um, I, I, you know what is always worth telling it again. It's like the story of Passover, no matter how many times we tell it, it's worth telling it again. So, okay. Um, so basically like this is Jackman's old apartment and mm-hmm. I met him through like, uh, we moved here. Uh, the landlord was like, yeah, there's a guy downstairs who does woodworking. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, and she was like, yeah, he's on YouTube or something. I don't really know. <laughs> and I had no idea who he was like. Back then, I was like, oh, does he have like 100, 200 subscribers? And at that point, he had like 10,000. And so at that exact moment, I got into knife making because I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, how do you do that? And then I was subscribed to one YouTube channel, Make Magazine, and this this video comes up called Big Ass Kitchen Knife, Doresta. So I watch it. And I'm like, oh, this is exactly how you do it. This guy like made a knife. And then I scroll down and like the first or second comment is Jackman. And I'm like how of all the video what how how do you know this guy and then he explains it to me and then it just kind of completely just went down that road and then things things quite uh quickly evolved and then we became friends and then he introduced me to Derek and then all this these things just kind of intersected and it was this crazy story and then we ended up we all end up on a TV show it's it's just it's That's a so crazy, crazy story. It, yeah. It's a great it's a great story too because it's it's there's an there's an actual like kind of discovery of your <laughs> your neighbor as like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't know you were involved in this thing that I'm suddenly interested in." Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, and and like and it was one of those things like it 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 kind of reinvigorated me into like cuz Jackman super nice being like anytime I'm not down here, shops all yours. You can use whatever you want just don't hurt yourself. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really kind of just went full on into like knife making. I started with a one by 30 little belt grinder from Harbor Freight. I think that every knife maker starts and gets one of those and then mm-hmm. it just evolves. But I, I mean, if you were to tell me six years ago, I'd be on a show with Jackman and, and all these in Jimmy, I'd be like, what, what are you talking <laughs> about? And it's it just, it's crazy when you just keep saying yes to opportunities and, and keep an open mind things yep. just kind of happen. And I think it was Conor McGregor that said, be on the, the corner of opportunity and preparation and, and have your ticket ready because when the bus comes up, it's not going to wait for you and it's going to take off. Right. So it's one of those things like this thing fell into our lap and we were all like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. And, and I couldn't be prouder or happier the way that making fun came out. So you get to know Jackman, you get this whole thing going, you find out you really like knife making. And now, I mean, I, I'm pretty amazed at the quality of the knives you produce. 
Like Thanks. I, real, I, I legitimately, I'm not that I don't think you're capable of it. Really? Of course, that's I how know. it sounds, and now I realize it as I say it. But no, no. but seriously, there, your your knives are beautiful. Thank like, you very much. Really, I, really I beautiful. Not oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say you, you've is how how much of that is me putting me putting in a lot of hours versus I was pretty good to start, and it just got better and better and better. Like. Oh God, no! Like I, I have like in one of my drawers of my my big toolbox, I have basically every quote unquote failed knife, and oh. I have my first kitchen knife that, I mean, technically it might qualify as a knife, but <laughs> it is like it? everything. Like actually, I should maybe tonight if I if I swing by the shop, maybe I'll do like a a. a started here ended here but like i keep it there as my chapter one Mm because it's like i mean i i love when jimmy does that when he's like um because i work for carolina he's done a lot of stuff videos for us and one of the things he did was an aluminum tigged uh toolbox that he did Mm -hmm. and i mean he admitted himself that the welds were terrible but it's a chapter in the, the the learning process and so it's like i like to just keep it there to be like that's where i started from and then picking a knife up now you're like wow this is this isn't the last chapter but this chapter is i mean very far from chapter one but no i i mean i i've i have a whole stack of what i i call learning and not failure mm-hmm. because each one i learned a little bit more and then you kind of you like you'll screw up two and make a good one and then eventually you'll screw up one and then make a good one and now it's like now you can make you don't screw up really anymore unless you do something crazy but like you kind of get there and, and evolve. And, and that's the coolest thing with making something physical is that you can l- like literally see the learning process happen. When I started making stuff, I didn't fully appreciate um, that dynamic of, I don't mind looking at my old stuff, even if it's bad, because I can look at my current stuff and go, that's this good after this long. Where am I going to be in a couple of years? You know, exactly. It's, I think everyone should would be a little more proud of like their sure. initial builds because it's like everyone starts from zero. I mean, on building something, creating something, even like social media. It's like, well, I only have a hundred. But it's like you start from zero. Everyone right. starts from zero, and it's like you, the more you do it, the more time you put in, the the easier you grow. And so it really applies to everything. It also shows where you're putting your energy too. Like if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, if your production value goes up, but the stuff you're making doesn't, then it's like, okay, you're focusing on production value. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like some people, their videos get way better, but the stuff is the same stuff they've always made. And then yeah. there's other people who, you know, the camera angles suck, the audio suck. It's, just, but the stuff is just like, Oh my God! Look what you're making now. Like, yeah, it's like maybe. you need a you need a camera person and an editor. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd be like the number one builder on YouTube. Exactly. It's it's so weird how obvious it becomes over time. Like where people have put their energy and the skills that they've picked up. Like there are times, I was just talking about it in my stories this weekend. Um, I the spark was gone again. Like I don't know what's going on with me, but I go through these phases where I don't want to make anything. I don't want to go to the shop. I don't want to touch anything made out of wood. Like nothing. I just I go through these phases and then there's other times like right now, all I'm thinking about is how many cool things I'm going to do in the shop this weekend. Like I'm so excited to get there this weekend. And this is a separation of about, I don't know, a week and a half. Oh yeah. You know, no, I mean, I mean, we're, we're human. It, yeah. I think we all experience it. And 
Like it, it's it kind of ebb and flow of of like feeling like I want to get in the shop. I I I just want to be there. Like I on Saturday I was there for twelve hours, and it's like mm-hmm. I I couldn't put stuff down. I was just like going and going and going, and I was like, oh, I want to doing go on the CNC, and it's like oh, I'll still work on knives while I'm doing the CNC and <laughs> all that stuff. And then like yesterday, I was like, I don't want to move. Yeah. And so I mean, it always <laughs> changes, and it's like. <clears throat> it's a habit. Well, not a habit, but like it, it is tough, like a couple of those days in a row. And then it's like, to yeah. get the ball kind of rolling again. It's always tough to do. The inertia inertia kills you. Like it's, it's, Oh, absolutely. You know, I burnt myself to the ground a couple of weeks ago working on a wedding and it's been like, okay, that absorbed every bit of my free time. Like it was that wedding and that absorbed some of my day job time too, like working on that wedding. And now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I can phase back into my own stuff, and it's, I don't remember how. Like, I get to the shop, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, what do I do now? Like, all my stuff is here, but I don't remember what to do anymore. I mean, I, yeah, you go. I, I, I experience that in a different way too, where it's kind of like as a video producer working nine to five, five days a week. It's kind of like the cobbler's kids don't have shoes. When I'm done, it's like I just want to go to the shop and just build something. But then it's like, well, I gotta shoot a YouTube video. I haven't, sh- I haven't made a YouTube video in a couple of years now. Been but a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the show and everything. But now mm-hmm. it's like, I've, I just moved into a new shop, and now it's like, kind of get that spark again. But now, like, the new shop is like a hundred degrees. I don't know if you saw that that story I did a couple of days ago, but I mean, it was literally like ninety five degrees in there, and it's like, whew, that's trying to zap all my energy, but. It's one of those things like I really need to push myself to get to that extra yeah. push of like, let's make a YouTube video again. So yeah, yeah there's, I mean, it's- there's like a mindset shift to to thinking about your creativity as an asset that's to be protected, because I think it's really easy to just think of it as like, oh, I just always have this. It's just like my personality or whatever. And I think for me and my own work and my own workflow, that's been really important is thinking about my creativity as an asset where it's like, well, if I spend, you know, 12 hours in the shop this day, like it feels great while I'm doing it. And if I were to ask myself in the moment, like, do you want to do this every day forever? I'd be like, yeah, duh, this is the best ever. But, you know, like you were saying, Graz, you give it two days and you're like, oh, (laughs) And it's just like learning those rhythms with yourself and learning how to protect that creativity and set it up to succeed so that you're not feeling like a failure, like two days later when you're like, oh, no, I have to make a YouTube video. (laughs) Why am I why am I burned out? It's like you're not burned out. You just didn't maybe budget. This is what I tell myself anyway. Um, Here you go. In my case, also, I have a very, very cuddly cat. And as soon as she gets on my lap, it's. No, I'm my like, dog. My dog is yeah. so soft. My dog yeah. is so soft. She'll look at me and be like, "You're staying here, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I will." I met her, I met her during the uh, the show. I, oh. I adopted her from the show. So, what's the so, story there? When did you first lay? Well, first things first. What's her name? Her name is Winnie, named Winnie. after the town we stayed in, Wyndham. Very and, cool. Um, and when I, did was, you first lay eyes on Winnie? She laid eyes on me. No, um, probably, I'd say probably two or three weeks into shooting. Um, I, I think Derek, I think I came home and Derek was there. Cause like we had initially, we had like, we'd shoot five days and have two days off then shoot five days, but then it turned into six. So we couldn't really leave. But one day he like texted me. He was like, dude, there's a cat here. 
and it's like the most like sweetest cat ever. <laughs> so I was like, oh cool, I love cat. Like I love animals, so I'm like, oh cool, I can't wait to meet her. And so once Derek fed her, she just never left. And then like literally, she would just sit on our porch every day, soak in the sun. We'd feed her. Like once we'd come home from shooting, I would sit on the porch. She'd jump in my lap and just like. I have a million photos of her just sleeping in my lap. And I'm like, this is the sweetest cat ever. And then like three quarters of the way through. Like, and, and then at one point she like showed up and she was all wet. It was raining one day. And I was like, I'm going to build you a house. And so I built her a little A-frame cat house to get her out of the. Because Derek was like, dude, it could have fleas. I love her, but she could have fleas. So I don't want it in the house. I'm like, fair enough. Total respect on that. And so I built her a little A-frame house and then she, she literally slept in there every night. And then like three quarters of the way through shooting, like one morning I got like really sad and I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to have like, I don't know what I'm going to do with her. And so I bought her a little collar. I wrote like, if this is your cat, please call me. And then I was like, I'm just going to take her home. And then she wore the thing for a couple weeks. I didn't get a call and wow. I bought a little cat carrier and I just brought her home. So wow. she is now living in the other room and you have a cat in salem <laughs> exactly okay mm. yes two of mm. them there yeah. you go exactly <laughs> have you always lived in salem uh no we i initially grew up in wakefield and okay. then the other crazy thing the night i was introduced to derek by jimmy during the alive making it uh making it podcast the hundredth one that was in boston mm-hmm. I, I forget did you guys you guys i wasn't there there, no no and and so like jimmy recognized me from like hanging out a couple i I forget it was it was one of the 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 early times i met jimmy but he still recognized he's like Roz, you're you live around here and you make knives right and i'm like yeah he's like i'll meet this guy derek that i just met like seven minutes ago he wants to make a knife with his son (laughs) would it be cool if he like swung by your shop and you could kind of show him how to do it i'm like yeah because you let me in your shop i'm gonna kind of pay it forward and then i like unbeknownst to me, I didn't know Derek lived in Malden and I was with one of my best friends who I used to live with in Malden. So I was like, Oh, I can give you a lift home. If you, for some reason he also didn't have a car then he must've been dropped off. But I was like, I can give you a lift home if you want. Like I, I'm going to Malden and he's like, Oh, that'd be great. And so he's like, take a left, take a right, take a left. And it turns out I lived a block away from him before I even knew him. And like the joke was like, you had to have called the, the police on us when we threw parties. He's like, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another crazy connection that is literally like a block like one block away you're just is, full of these serendipitous connections I, it's, it's unbelievable it, there there have been so many times where i was like just seeing this production happen and be like this is insane like does all this happen from like one photo that we took and all of this is now transpired because of that one random photo it's like the ultimate butterfly effect. Does it ever feel? Does it ever feel surreal? Like, does uh, like, how did my life get this way? Like, it shouldn't be this way. Like, realistically, well, I should be doing some other crappy thing. Or it it hit me like a sledgehammer, like a zombie death bat to the face <laughs> when you turn Netflix on and your face is the poster for the Netflix show, and I'm like. <laughs> why did they use that photo like and i've had random people be like yeah i turned netflix on and Graz, what why are you on what is this and i was like just watch it it's a really fun show and it's fun <laughs> there have been there have been a million of those m- moments that have just added up like because of the show 
someone apparently there's a city called Graz, uh, Austria. Mm-hmm. And someone Austria. from <laughs> yeah, someone from Graz, Austria, reached out and was like, "Love the show. Uh, I want to send you a care package of everything Graz." And I was like, "Bring it on!" I'm and so <laughs> they, she sent me like this big map. This this <laughs> apparently there's a Graz museum, like a couple postcards, a button that says "We Heart Graz," and I'm like. <laughs> I have to go there. I need to be a mayor of the city. You you should send her a picture of yourself or something and see if you can get in the Graz Museum. (laughs) I should build like a knife for the Graz Museum and then or go there and shoot a Graz makes a Graz video in Graz. Graz at the Graz Museum. Graz in city. Stand outside the city (laughs) with a sign that says now entering Graz. (laughs) It's you and your it's you and your blue your blue jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we got the the new the new YouTube video. Yep. Bam. Uh, yeah. I think we could crowdfund this. I think we can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, so so that was that was a very very surreal one. Um, yeah, like I said, there there have been so many amazing. Sur- I mean, d- just a, a little one when like one of the days off, like all like the entire cast and crew went to this amazing brewery that was on the side of a mountain, and it was like oysters day there. And I remember oysters. like it was like oysters this- in upstate New York. Yeah, I don't know. I you know. There's a you, place you just in try it. I'd be willing to bet you went to the same place that we went to dinner <laughs> Saturday. If it was near Jimmy, it's probably the same place because they have an oyster bar. It's- this this was like I think it was called the West Kill Brewery. Like oh, it was okay. literally on like the side of a mountain. But I had this just moment where I like looked down because like I mean you yeah. literally had to like walk up and just saw this entire cast and crew in this beautiful scenic overlook, and I'm like, how did this ha- like? This is crazy how this happened. Don't my life know. Don't you like love those random moments that are by all measures just a moment that's super normal? But like I can think of like the big ones in my life where it's just a snapshot and you're like, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. You remember it so vividly. So yeah, so many of those happened before the show, during the show, and after. I mean, even just the the rap party. I mean, just like being a crying like mess of a person just being like i love everyone this is amazing <laughs> it was just like it, it was just the coolest thing like i'm literally the luckiest person on the planet like awesome. i i can't thank the universe enough like it, it really has been a, a hell of an experience what what is are you we usually like to ask people what's next for them right um and i'm curious to know what your next thing is because you know as you know, as has been stated in various other venues, this isn't breaking news. The status of making fun is kind of up in the air. So whether there's going to be a second season or not, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, your YouTube channel, you you said you're looking to start really kicking YouTube videos out again. What's what's next for you? What are you what are you looking forward to? Where are you looking to move the ball toward? That I mean, it's I I've I mean. To, to get back to the, the, the making fun thing. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. And like the way I equate it is in ask anyone who's gone to the moon and landed as soon as you land, you want to go back to the moon. But at the end of the day, you went to the moon. So right, you went to we the don't, moon. <laughs> yeah, if we don't do season two, it like, Oh, that's too bad. But we, we did this amazing thing that will be on Netflix for 100%. years. And I couldn't be more proud of everything about it. And I mean, it's just the coolest thing ever. Like 
It was. Not a lot of people get to say that. And I'm so, so lucky and, and humbled to be part of it. But as far as if that doesn't, I mean, fingers crossed it happens. If it doesn't happen, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of like a go with the flow type of guy. I'm just being like, I'm just going to say yes to every opportunity that comes my way and see what happens. I mean, it's, it's done me good so far. But, I mean, I would love to do more television. Like, it was just so much fun to do. So, I mean, who knows? I, I think Pat has been offered a couple TV opportunities in Canada. So if he needs a, a, a wacky American sidekick, I'm, I'm always up for it. <laughs> <laughs> he can play the straight man in Canada and then I can be the, the Oh my God. It was so funny when he was on and he was talking about, you know, the, the, the Canadian reception to him being on the show. And he's just like, it's like, it's like a whole new world for him now. It's like, yeah, oh, no, it's, people recognize him and it's so crazy. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird feeling when like I, <laughs> I was in, <laughs> I was in the, bathroom line at the weird al concert like a month ago <laughs> of and course I'm, you were and i'm sitting there and i'm like and this guy just comes up he's like i love your show and i'm like huh and he's like i love your show this show's great can you take pictures of my kids and i'm like yeah i just i have to use the bathroom real quick but i'll be right back <laughs> yeah so i was like just stay here but yeah it, i that all all of that stuff is it's very cool like it is it's very very like it's amazing to to hear people just i just i'm always like how did you find the show like <laughs> Someone said it was just on in their dentist office recently and like their nail salon. And <laughs> I'm like, when you know, you made it is when yeah, you're, when you're nail salon? playing on loop at the dentist's office. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. mom, it's, I made it. It's yep. interesting that you say that because, um, Michael's family is really big and we spend a ton of time with them and he and I are makers, but everybody else isn't very much so. So they don't care about what we do at all. But um, this is the one show that's been strangely an equalizer because <laughs> I don't know, like something came up at like a, a family function at like Easter or something. And Michael, Michael's brother goes like, oh, yeah, the show is like a bunch of guys with beards like in New York somewhere. And, and <laughs> we were like, yeah, we, we like know some of them. And like, oh, no way. No way. Like I watched that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, it's really weird to have little children calling you Graz. <laughs> which is like the, the weirdest like it when people call me Graz, it's usually like they know me we're buddies we're friends and then it's like yay Graz, come here i want to show you this picture i drew and it's it's just the coolest thing kids are like, the best too they, they, they are it, it, it really is like it, i i bring it back to like mr wizard and beekman's world and bill nye well, and beekman's mythbusters world. you liked beekman's world oh i love love but all of them it's like to be even mentioned in the same sentence of, of carrying that baton that if some kid is inspired by the sh- I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah. If they're inspired by watching us and they take the baton and go further, it's like, that's a, that's a dream to me. Like that is the coolest thing out of all we've done with the show is like, that's the coolest payoff. I almost yeah. feel like that's, easier to inspire kids than like expecting kids to go to school and learn from a teacher or whatever. I feel like, you know, when they can relate to a personality on TV, because I, I, I watched the same shows you did, like hearing you mention Beekman's world. Like, I think I knew <laughs> one other person that watched that show that and show. it was my sister. And that, <laughs> I absolutely adored that show. I thought it was the greatest show in the world. Um, Mr. Wizard, even to a lesser extent, Bill Nye, like I, Bill Nye was kind of, I was a little bit old for Bill Nye. Bill Nye was kind of, for the next round of kids that were Mr. Wizard Ex- age, right? Exactly. But even, but like all that stuff, like it was all so important to me because like I was learning science. I learned more about science from those three shows 
than yeah. I ever learned in school. I don't. Uh, I didn't retain any science I learned in school. I'm sorry, I just didn't. Except that the <laughs> mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and I think <laughs> everyone can relate to that because it's the only part of cell anatomy that anyone remembers. But but l- literally, I, I can safely say a day doesn't go by where a Mr. Wizard lesson doesn't pop in my sure. head. I remember recently I, I like I think he's I think Mr. Wizard's World is on Amazon Prime streaming. So I was like, Ooh. hell yeah. So I grabbed a couple beers and I'm like, I'm watching this. And then in one episode, he debunked Flat Earth and chemtrails. And I'm like, <laughs> where we need Mr. Wizard, but like we need another Mr. Wizard for like this generation right. of complete send, morons. Send help. Yes. Yeah. I'm like literally in the in 15 minutes as a child I knew that the yeah. earth was around and that's just moisture evaporating from a, an aircraft and it's like where is, we need we need someone like him now more what than I, ever. What I love though, what I love is that you've kind of become another version you guys have kind of become another version of Mr. Wizard in the way that Mr. <laughs> Wizard inspired, you know, people like us, you know, you're yeah. going to inspire that g- another generation of kids. All right, granted, you may not be inspiring them to make chemicals that blow up their kitchen, <laughs> but you might actually, Maybe you know, season two. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we have to go somewhere, right? You know, but yeah, dry ice bombs, go out with a bang, potato, ga- potato yeah. cannons. Those are fun. Um, Glitter cannons. Sure, of course. <laughs> but I do think I do think that, you know, what we what we saw with you guys capturing that lightning in a bottle was that, you know, it's a show that an adult can watch with their kid and both get something out of it. The adult goes, "Wow, that is technically impressive." And the kid goes, "It's a freaking dinosaur." You know, and it's like everybody's happy at the end of the show. It's like, "Oh, we all got something out of it." It is it is fun to because I'll get e- like today I, I got an email from um, people who want to come and visit. But it's, it's usually it's like 50 50. The adults are bigger fans or the kids like sometimes the kids come in and they're just like whatever. And then the, the dad or mom are like, oh, so so in episode three. Um, so and so <laughs> like they just fan- three minute 22. Yeah. When you said about and not a boot for can- a canadian joke like i'm like i don't <laughs> like, remember I, that i, I don't it's like, I, be- like, I believe you that i said that but um yeah it, it's i mean it's it's very very humbling that yeah. both kids and adults can watch it yeah. and be equally entertained and th- i mean to me that's a very special show that not a lot of shows are like that like you can name them on one hand. I think the only show I, you know, I, I was trying to think, as you said, and the only show I could think of off the top of my head is SpongeBob. Yeah, Just I was going to say Ren and Stimpy. Was yeah, Ren and Stimpy's like, another one too. Like kids yeah. can watch it, and the the jokes will go over their head, but they'll still laugh because there's still a lot of funny, goofy stuff. But yeah. then there's like SpongeBob. There's a lot of innuendo in SpongeBob. <laughs> yes. I don't think people realize how filthy that cartoon oh, it's actually a- is seeing something i'm like how did this get through <laughs> sensors like that it's it i mean we we always joked on the on the uh, show if we had like a, a dirty joke we it wasn't a double entendre it was a single entendre it was just <laughs> a very obvious joke but like yeah spongebob i'm like how did nobody like you must have paid the sensors off or like there's gotta be like they, they the have palm to of know. someone do you know what it, i feel like they had to know that adults were going to watch the shows with the kids i right? mean i like, think i think it's a it's it's a it's a very delicate balance uh-huh. but if you can dial that in perfectly sure. i mean well, here like i have a daughter right so like i think that one of the this is disney which is very different than spongebob but one of the things that i think michael and i have, have active conversations about with disney movies is like if you watch tangled 
a kid's gonna like it because it's pretty and there's music and there's dancing and stuff but like disney nails this too where it's like as an adult you can watch and be like that was legitimately really well written and i didn't know it was gonna happen oh, oh yeah <laughs> stuff, I, I, you know? I, I think like uh shrek to me is like the the, the yeah. one yeah for me, i was just I remember thinking of shrek too yeah seeing shrek in the theater is- i was like this this is for kids like okay but they just don't understand that side of the humor no no. and once they i mean like like uhf which is one of the finest films ever made amen brother as you get older you get you understand more of the jokes like they have kids jokes in there but then more jokes that kind of lean towards the adult crowd you're like i get that joke now you don't know when you're a kid why the Spatula City ad is funny. <laughs> it just is. But what, it's just because you're just laughing because your parents are dying sitting next to you. Then you watch it as an adult and you go, this is genius. Like, this yeah, is pure Gandhi 2. And Emo, <laughs> was Emo Phillips, Emo Phillips with, the, uh, with the table saw. With the table, is my face red? Is the, that is the best <laughs> line that you could say in that scene. <laughs> Call me Mr. Butterfingers. It's so good. We have had... Oh my god, we had the, the just and even yeah, it's it's kind of crazy actually. It's kind of crazy. I'm I'm just thinking about all these different things that, you know, were around in the 80s that I think they were better at it in the 80s almost. Like yeah, UHF you could watch as a kid and get a different thing out of it because it's just a goofy movie. As an adult you watch it and you go, there's some depth here. There's a lot of depth here. The same with um I you know what movie my favorite 80s movie and I'm going to ask you what yours is in a second cuz I'm dying Ooh. to know this cuz since we've talked about it a few times but my favorite 80s movie Ghostbusters. Okay. And no matter how many times I see that movie something else jumps out at me as like whoa you missed that. I think I've seen that movie more than any other movie on the planet literally at this time. I think I've seen Ghostbusters and the original 5 or 6 Star Trek movies more than I've seen any other movies that ever existed in movie land. And, okay. That's... But with Ghostbusters, every time I see that movie, something jumps out at me. It's like, whoa, that's a detail you didn't catch the last time. Like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I mean, cool. even, I mean, one of my favorites, Airplane, is one of the greatest spoof movies. But as a kid, I mean, it's not really a laughing matter, but like the guy was like, I have a drinking problem and he would miss his mouth every time. And as a kid, it was just funny. It was a funny physical comic thing to do, like a physical comedy thing. But like later on, I was like, drinking pro. Oh, I get it. Find his mouth. Now it (laughs) makes sense. Okay. But I mean, just stuff like that. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know of any modern movies that are like that i don't but. think they are like that anymore i think modern movies are so demographically decisive like it's like this movie is for six-year-olds everything in this movie is for six-year-olds you know there's they, they stretch a little bit like the boundaries get a little wider but i don't think they're as like okay we're gonna make a movie like i'll give you a real good example rugrats is a great cartoon for kids it's not a great cartoon for adults spongebob is a great cartoon for kids and adults Ren and Stimpy is a great cartoon for kids and adults. But like Rugrats, which was equally popular, maybe more so, probably more because they had movies and stuff. That cartoon was just a kid's cartoon. Not in a bad yeah. way. It's for kids. And that's it wasn't fine. it wasn't multi-layered. There as, is as... no there is no reason an adult would enjoy it unless they just like kids cartoons, which that's fine, too. Like if you like kids cartoons, I don't judge you for it. I, I do. Mean, <laughs> i'll watch tom it's, and a, little, it's a little weird it, let's just be honest it's a little weird well i mean if there's no like adult component to a kid's cartoon and you're watching kids cartoons it's a little 
Oh, maybe a, a little weird. A little weird. Weird. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, oh, sorry, I love. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna ask you a random question. This is backpedaling a little bit, but um, because you're from Massachusetts, and I have no idea how old you are, Graz, and if this is a general like, generational <laughs> thing. But did you watch Zoom? Yeah, I. I because it was, that was produced in Boston. Yeah, well, anyway, PBS you go. in Boston. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan as a kid because like it was just like. If I remember, it was just like a bunch of kids in like a black room, right? Like basically, of, it, was, it was a bunch of kids in a black room, but they would do science experiments. Yeah, they would do like they would build things, they would do games and stuff. But, but I wanted, but I, yeah, I was, I was like, I was, and you said you did theater and stuff, and I remember just having friends. Everyone yeah, was like, auditioned. I was on Zoom, really? Yes, people oh, auditioned cool. to be on Zoom, and like everyone wanted to be on Zoom so bad. Oh, but I, well, I literally remember being like. Mr. Wizard's better. I'm yeah. not crap. They don't even. They're in a black room with Mr. Wizard. They're in his kitchen. And Meanwhile, then... I was like learning the dance routines because I was like, well, if I ever, if I ever get to audition, like I need to be ready. Yeah, I need to have everything ready. But like, yeah, and but years later, I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't really Mr. Wizard's kitchen. That was a set, and it was just you see behind the curtain, and you know, like, oh, it's no. all. Yeah. I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed by the the stuff that I watch. So when I was watch, I watched a lot of TV shows when I was younger. If you can't tell, <laughs> and um, what I'm always amazed at is as an adult, like finding out that they were educational. Like I used to watch like Three Two One Contact and the Electric oh, yeah. Company, the Morgan and, Freeman. Yeah, and even Sesame Street too. You know, even when I was older, like I was still watching Sesame Street because I had a younger sister, so I was watching Sesame Street till I was probably way too old to watch this 26 nothing wrong with that i mean i'm 46 now and i think i watched it yesterday but 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 like (laughs) do you remember like the stuff i loved on set i think it was sesame street could have been mr rogers remember like the crayola crayon um thing where like the girls look at this orange crayon and then it dissolves into how crayons are made and it was the coolest thing ever and i was like that's how like i had no idea and like that's the stuff that would spark my brain to be like, that's how they do it. That's so cool. I want to see more of that. It's so funny when the things that you just called my shows and TV, you know, you grow up as an adult and you start finding out like that was educational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, wow. they, they tricked you. They, yeah. It was, I, there yeah. is deceit afoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I just want to see Supergirl. We're flying around. But if he wants yeah. to teach me stuff, that's cool. <laughs> wow. That's I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm glad I'm not the only one because I really do. I, I, I'm not even bitter about it. I'm just amazed at how yeah. subtle it all was. Like, it's oh, like, they, no, you're going to learn a lot of stuff here, dude. You don't like, even want to know what baby Brooke was like. <laughs> Cause like, we do go on. I, I used to watch just like documentaries and read book. I like, I didn't, I was like, if it's, Nerd not, alert. If it's not educational, <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> You're like a dictionary in your glasses and a pocket protector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> practicing, practicing the zoom dance. Just, just <laughs> on stage. Yes. Like, excuse me. I'm getting into character. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm no, I, I, show. it's fine. No one had to be my friend. It was fine. <laughs> I could hear a little resentment in your voice, but it's okay. Get it out. Air it out. It's fine. <laughs> I never, I never even got to audition for Zoom. I mean, it's fine. You know, you I, still could. didn't they bring it back? Like not I think too they long did. ago. I was just going to say, know. I think it was a did show. Bring, you could have a second chance. It was, I'm a little too old now, but I'll produce it. Actually. Like, who's this I'll giant film. kid? Like, <laughs> get out of my just elbowing kids out of the way. 
my turn. This is my time to shine. I think it was a show in like I think it was a show in like the seventies, and then they brought it back for about ten years or so, like right when I was a kid growing up. So. Yeah, it's still on. It's on now. Like what? it's on now. Apparently, um, Did they actually redo this show. Zoom is a show that aired on PBS Kids Go. They could PBS like deep on a child's body. And sorry, then could... sorry for like really deep diving into this, but like the <laughs> other thing you could do on Zoom is that you could submit projects for them to do. Because it was all user submitted. So they would get ideas huh. from kids that watched the show. So you know Brooke would like tell them things to build. I and would you, be like, you need to make a s'mores making machine that's solar powered. That would be a really fun challenge, I think. Um, sincerely, Brooke from Acton. But it And it was all in calligraphy, too? <laughs> it wasn't in calligraphy. I had a computer. But like you could submit things. And I would submit things nonstop. Like I would so, get ideas for... So you were a kid on on making fun before making fun, and we would just go next, and then I think I think that would just it would just continue being a screen of me. (laughs) (laughs) We're like keep sliding, and it's you all. We're like, what the next, next, next? I have have another idea, guys. Yeah, but you have a mustache on and glasses and a wig. We're like, wait, you're the same kid. We know. I'm Brock. I'm Brock. <laughs> that was Brooke. I'm Brock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. I'm amazed. I'm amazed, not for nothing, but how how low production quality most of the PBS stuff from the 70s and 80s it's was. Amazing. It's like, oh. wow, like really low. Like you said what? Zoom had a black screen. I'm like, yep. That yeah, was what it. was it? Mr. Goodbody? I think they blew the budget on that guy's onesie suit that had the organs on the outside. Remember that guy? Oh wow, the guy! I remember. What the there fro? Was a, there was a guy from Wonder. There was a Wonder. He was on Wonderama. There was a guy that used to dress up in like an organ suit, and he would come out and it would just be like you just look at all the organs on his spandex. And I just, I just wanted to be like that guy's agent to be like, all right, got you a gig. You'd be like, all right, what, what do you got? Like daytime soap opera? Well, like nighttime prime time. Well, it is daytime. Well, um, I. How are your feelings on a uh, onesie suit with organs on it? Be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then that guy ends up being Mr. Goodbody. As, as Winston Zedmore said, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll do anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what else I'd like to do, though? I'd like to What's do, that? I'd like to do things of the week because, believe it or not, <laughs> we have been talking to Graz for an, over an hour already. Good Lord. Holy there was crap. a little interruption by Brooke, but no. That's fine. That. Actually, that's including... That's including because we just kept going and nobody so this even is the, knows. This is the pre-show. When does the actual show start? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> wow. Um, we have to get things of the week out of our guests, and we like to get it out of them first. So we beat it out of them in private so we know what to expect. And then we just go, hey, Graz, what's your thing of the week? So yeah, We lie. We fake it, don't we? We I totally know. fake it. Just wing it. I like it. We're just like... phony yeah. sellouts with tramp stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a tramp stamp. Speak for yourself, Vincent. That was that's that was my that was me in high school. <laughs> Fair enough. No, 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 I, I mean, know. hey, you, you want to park for the right person? Then you do, you boo. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, what we're doing the thing of the anyway. week is parking for the right person. Look at that. <laughs> so what? So would you like to explain this a little more thoroughly or is it could it's just person place or thing be, anything it can be literally anything mm-hmm. that you are feeling that's on your heart this week yep okay um can i recommend somebody oh yes. that's generally what people actually do believe it or not they usually recommend someone else all right i would like to recommend let me get her name correct so mm-hmm. 
She is an amazing artist from Portugal. And she's a woman? (laughs) (laughs) Come on now! (laughs) It's uh, V, uh, I'm sorry, it's underscore V underscore nymph. Her name's Bianca. She's an incredible artist from Portugal. And she was a fan of the show. I talked to her a little bit and just she absolutely blew me away with her artistic skills that she can kind of jump from like media or medium to medium. And it's it's medium or media? Medium, 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 medium. And uh, she's she's just an incredible artist. And she only has like 600 followers. And I'm like, how are you not like blown up? So I would like to recommend her as far as a person to watch because I have a feeling she's going to blow up because wow. she she really like her her art is like mind blowing and that helmet that she did with like thermal plastics I'm like what that's crazy so it, she's she's intense. very very she talented does everything yeah and like just not like every like i do everything she does everything very very well i was gonna say yeah that's that yeah she doesn't she doesn't just do everything she does everything well yeah like beyond well where i'm like can you just bring it down a notch so we can all kind of like that's like really really like high level stuff jesus christ this is incredible her stuff is whoa well, yeah. she's got another follower. That's a good All one. All right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, she she's she's something else. And and um, much like Jack, I remember um, Jackman kind of did the same thing for me when he was on um, the Reclaimed podcast, Reclaimed mm-hmm. Audio. Before I even started um, YouTube, he was like, yeah, I want to recommend Graz. He's going to drop a YouTube video next week. And then he texted me and he was like, you're starting a YouTube channel because I said that you're going to drop a video next week. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm making a video next week. <laughs> wow. And so... Hopefully, I, I'm not going to say she's going to release a YouTube video, but um, definitely check her stuff out. She's she's an amazing, amazing artist. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Instagram.com slash underscore the underscore nymph. And of course, her link will be in the show note. That is, wow, I'm, I'm scrolling through her feed. I could, I'm going to get absorbed. You know what it is? I'm really into making jewelry now. And there's a lot of like really cool like metalwork and jewelry going on in here. And I'm just looking at it going, oh. Man, this is yeah. There's, wow. there's a. It's actually kind of sorry to kind of go off, but um, one of my visitors recently, he's from Salem. Um, he's a he mines, cuts, polishes, and designs the settings for his own jewelry, which oh, is fantastic. the crazy. And then like next week, I think where I I'm gonna go over his house and check out his setup and his mind blowing stuff. And he like he came in like Elwood Blues with like a briefcase and opened it up in the shop, and he just had like an 80 carat blah 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 but it was it was incredible but like yeah if i if mean that's a whole an, if you get an opportunity i've done it if you get an, if you get an opportunity it's really an incredible thing to learn is to set a stone like to properly set a stone and maybe even to make a cabochon for a flat back stone like if you do those two things you've basically got the basis you just use words i don't know what that means yeah and that's the cool part because you're gonna know what (laughs) when you see this dude you're gonna know what it means and you're gonna go i knew that word because i heard it on the podcast but like yo i got like five cabochons what's up (laughs) what's up how many you got only like two that's cool (laughs) (laughs) but yeah setting stones and all that kind of stuff like i've been watching this um this jeweler on youtube his name is bobby white and he makes 
super high end stuff like $125,000 engagement rings. And he did a set of like Super Bowl style championship rings for the Gumball 3000. Do you guys know what the Gumball 3000 is? Hell yeah, I do. Okay. So he that, made that's the actually a thing I want to do. Like, if anyone oh, that would be to, so fun. If it, like, I, I will like be a, 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 just a passenger in your car if anyone wants to take me mm-hmm. or uh, do uh, lemons. Yeah. You know what that is? Nope. <laughs> That is like the, I think, $3,000. They do like a 24-hour race like Le Mans. Oh, okay. You a lemon of a car, nice. and then you have to drive it 24 hours. Nice. But, sorry to <laughs> interrupt. But. Yeah, no, that's – so he made the he made the, the championship rings and the, that's the so big rad. necklace for that. And, you know, we're talking a couple of million-dollar pieces. Like, it's just – That's sick. And that, that level of it is just like watching just a complete artisan that does everything by hand and just – so yeah, he's got me inspired to want to start setting stones again. So I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, I, I just I want to learn everything. So learn all the things. Be a skill collector. Exactly. Brooke, what skills are you going to collect? Well, mine's not really a skill. All right, fair mine's enough. Just My segue sucks. <laughs> way to, yeah, way to suck the air out of the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make that so. so it's perhaps. all um, good. It's, it's my thing of the week is my vase. Voz, um, which <laughs> oh, oh I've seen yeah who yes. who made those I have oh, seen Brandy, those Brand, Brandy Obey made these I love really those awesome um they're percolation vases am I saying Propagate. that right Thank you. Yep, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's percol- It's like a coffee maker. A coffee maker. <laughs> Oh my god! It's it's a pour over thing that you just pour oh coffee god. on a plant. Look at my Chemtex vase. <laughs> wow! All right, yeah. So Brooke is making coffee in it, Brandy. I hope you hear. I love the coffee maker. Um, That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a sec now. Well, anyway, I saw them on Instagram, and the yellow one was so stinking cool. I love oh, the I, yellow one. I didn't even see that. Did, oh, that's really cool with the the, the, mm-hmm. the vase in the vase. That's it's, super it's, rad. It's called V-O-Z, which is what Brandy called Vols. them on her website, which I think is great. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if it's classy, and I'm just missing the joke, but I love it either way. But um, yeah, so I saw the yellow one. I went on to snag it, and the yellow one was sold out, which was upsetting because I really like the yellow one. And then there was another yellow one available, and I finally got it. And yeah, they're just super cool, made by someone super cool and it's a candle holder or a, 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 a propagation base, but here's or why. Or a coffee maker. <laughs> also a coffee maker. I'll have to, I'll have to just try it out as a coffee maker. Maybe I'll put that on my Instagram story. You have there to you do go. that um, now. But here's the real kicker. I have a little clipping of a, um, like a tomato plant in mine. And um, it was just sitting on my desk and my daughter who's 14 when I went, that's the really cool vase. So if she thinks it's cool, it's really mm. cool because she never thinks anything I do is cool. That is cool. So that is no, cool. it's I, I, it's one of those things I've I always pops up on my feed, but it's like I couldn't identify who made it because I think other people were promoting it too. So I'm like, that's really cool. Like it's simple, but it's awesome looking. Yeah, the design's really simple and cool, and it it kind of looks like a pineapple. It yeah. reminds me. It reminds With me my- of of arrow tips. 
Yeah, like totally. The heads of yeah. Arrows like crossbow arrows because they have that totally. fluted kind of shape, and that would be a that would be a cool tall lamp to do. Kind of like Ooh. remake an arrow with a put a light bulb right in the middle, nice, and then make it a big uh, arrow. Brandy, you're gonna have to start making bigger ones. You have to make. You're gonna have the vase, Ooh. then you're gonna have the bulb b o l l b or you know? the gras, and then you can Whoa. make the big. I'm just saying, it's a good marketing opportunity. It, <laughs> Anything that rhymes, I'm all about. I was just going to go like the Vaz Plus, but you guys. <laughs> it's not a streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And of course, everybody that listens to this show knows Brandy. Brandy's been on once. When we had Justin Maybe on, I arranged for Brandy to come on and just kind of pop in and say hi to him. He had no idea she was coming on. And out of nowhere in the middle of the show, we just brought her on to say hi to him. And we talked to her for a little bit. So Brandy's well, I definitely don't, a I don't get show. any surprise guests. You get uh, you get us. No, no, I, I'm, I'm. That is, that is more than than exactly. I would. You thank know. you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Correct yourself. Correct yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally but, awesome. No, thanks. That's great. Yeah, no, that's a good one actually, because I've been seeing them a lot. I didn't know she was shipping them already, so that's it's great to see yeah. that they're it's, starting to land in people's homes. Is that 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 was cut on like a plasma cutter? It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super rad. And I welded. really really like that design. And she's an insanely talented welder, which is just it's that's, ridiculous how good that's she like is a whole her. yeah that's that's pretty sweet that's I, a realm I, that's a realm i know nothing of and would love to learn one day one that's another skill on the list that i'll collect one day come by the shop oh yeah that, that's that's the other thing anyone that that stops by the shop i'm like if you want to learn anything like the shop i've always old, wanted to make a big ass knife like a real like the like a forged in fire caliber knife like i've always yeah. wanted to make a knife that size because everything i have is like pocket knives like Ooh, a cleaver. Yeah, I'm making that for uh, Tech Ed Fireman. I know nice. I made it, oh, made it a while ago, but yeah, but uh, I, I'm just gonna I gotta make the box on the laser cutter and then send it out to him. I know I uh, took me a while, but yeah. this is some of the wood he provided. So nice. The extent yeah. of my knife collection is this Kershaw that I have at my desk. Everyone it's, starts at zero. See how small it is, but yeah, no, I'd love to make. I'd love to make like a really nice knife. Like it would just be awesome to work with someone that could show me what to do. Like yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be a video. Maybe I'll start making YouTube videos. I'll just go to all my friends' maker spaces and make what they make. That'd be pretty. That'd I'll be actually, the new Eric Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. That's what he does. I mean, he's turned it into a career. So. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give my thing of the week. Look, you're right. like she's dying over here, and I don't know what the deal is. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna ask her if she's good. So I'm just gonna good, go I'm on good. with it. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> my thing of the week is actually something that Brooke and I use to organize the show. It's something I use to organize pretty much everything now. And the more I use it, the more I realize I absolutely love it, and it's the most important piece of software that I use that isn't related to the stuff that I make. And it's called Milanote. It's at M-I-L-A-N-O-T-E dot com. If you have found that to-do applications and scheduler applications and note-taking applications don't work for you, this one might because this works for me really, 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 really well. It's a free-form organization app where you can collect stuff from the web. You can collect images, videos, no text notes um you can make to-do lists in the app you can do all these crazy things and you can sort them into what they call boards so like i have a board for because we make that brooke and i are both part of and anything that anything for the show including the list of upcoming guests anything that we have to do as hosts all that i organize the show every week 
on Millinote. Like the show notes are in Millinote. All that stuff's in Millinote. Everything's there. It's you, you get a lot in the free version. And if you want to if you want to bring on a secondary user to share a board with, you can pay. It's I think it's like a hundred bucks a year. They have an iPad version and they have an iPad version. They have an iPhone version. Are you sponsored? I'm not. I wish I was <laughs> because it's a hundred bucks a year and I am absolutely in love with this app. The only reason I wasn't using it constantly was because they didn't have an iPad app and I was in their forums. I'm like, hey, the one thing stopping me from using the app is that there's no iPad version. When the iPad version came out, they invited me to the beta. So I had it for like two and a half months. And a Be- flex. Oh, it, it, that is a total flex because <laughs> I watched this thing go from barely usable to excellent over the course of two and a half months. These guys worked their ass off on that app. And now it's like one of my most indispensable app. Like it's on my computer all the time. In fact, it's up on the screen right now as we're talking. So if you don't like the way to do apps or like things like Evernote and OneNote work, this might be the way that you can organize your stuff because it works super well for me. I found out about it through Will Patterson. If anyone who does graphic design knows who Will Patterson is, he has a YouTube channel. He's very popular. Um, he talks about Milanote all the time. This is how he organizes. And I'm like, he's kind of got that artist mentality where like lists are not his thing. Like he's more of a free flow, like this connects to this, connects to this, connects to this kind of thinker. And I understand why he uses this because this is, made me much more organized and things are just much better for me right now. Um, Milanote, M-I-L-A-N-O-T-E dot com. Definitely check it out if organization is something you want to improve. Like when I said, you, the free version gives you a lot. When you sent that in the group chat, I don't know if I'm, I'm uh, you know, revealing any uh, truths, but when you did that, I thought that was like material. I was like, Milanote? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, know, I looked that up and I was like, oh, it's an app. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good, it's a it's really engineered, good um, it's an engineered substrate. Yeah. yeah. But can I put that on my laser? Is that going to be toxic? Laser safe? Or, yeah. There's, no P- There's PVC in it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn it. There's PVC. You don't want to put PVC because you get can I turn it on yes. a lathe? <laughs> you turn it on a lathe. Can you, can you coat it in resin? Can we yeah. make a river table out of it? Like that's all that matters. Can we make that's a That's all that matters. Table? Or can a mold. Can, can I sharpen it and make it a knife? You know what else? <laughs> but you know what else matters? What else matters? The people that pay us financially to do this show. And those people include Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Chris of Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis of Making Our Way, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jake of Make With Jake, Big Al Schultz, the boat guy from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler of Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Henry Davis of HT1 Metalworks, who was an excellent guest on Chris Powell's podcast this weekend, the Makeshift Podcast. Go listen to that because Henry talks about metal casting, and it's an absolutely fantastic episode. Henry has more experience metal casting than any human being I know, and if that's something you're interested in, you'll learn how you can screw yourself up real good by listening to that because he gives you some safety tips and things people don't think about when they think about metal casting. Austin Saunders, the high caliber craftsman, and of course, Matthew, the wooden mustache. Um, Thank you very much to all of you for supporting the show financially. We really appreciate it. But we also understand that that's not for everybody. So for you people who that's not for, 
by all means, leave a review, share the show, turn someone new onto it so we can keep getting quality guests and major television stars like Roz. <laughs> so with, with that being said, when does the Brinks truck back up and just dump money into my backyard? Oh, I don't know. You'll back. have to let us know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if it does, it isn't us that sent it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's only us. Yeah. Okay. But, but if if it does, no, thank you, thank you, everyone that supports uh, this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's it, it is awesome. That link that list has gotten a little shorter, but those people are pretty rabid supporters, and that's kind of what we want. We want Super those helpful. crazy people that well, get your support and still support the show. Yes, yes. I. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I don't know. This is like silly. I was like dying laughing before, but I'm like yeah. still being like, I'm so excited to just make myself a cup of coffee in this super cool coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see it the same way again. My, my concern was it's too late for coffee, but then you brought up the coffee, the, the percolator <laughs> again. Yeah. I promise you. That's why I was laughing. I just wanted to clarify that so I don't just seem like a jerk over here just dying. Are you good? <laughs> You're good. Like trying to give a nice shout out over here, and I'm like, yeah, the cool, the cool coffee maker you made me, Brandy. <laughs> the, per- the percolator. Thank, thanks. Uh, the vase. No, it's very cool. And, yeah, anyway, and the vase percolator. again, thank you for all your all the supporters that that are supporting you guys. This, yeah. is, this has been a really fun time. And thank oh, you guys for for pouring your heart and soul into the show because it was a joy to watch. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it was it was a bigger joy to make. Truly, it was it was an experience of a lifetime and. Very lucky to do it once and be even luckier to do it do it twice. So hey, if it's not that, you know, maybe it's another thing. Exactly. Hey, maybe you do the crossover that Justine did and you show up on making it. I interviewed you got I win. interviewed for making it like two weeks before we we uh we no. got Yeah. I remember Jimmy Jimmy recommended me. I did a, a I did a video uh interview and everything and I was like gonna be on tv and then they never got back to me i was like i'm never gonna be on tv and then jackman texts me he's like you want to be on tv and i was like sure and then (laughs) then it happened justine did say and she did say when she was on she interviewed for season one and they didn't call didn't make it yeah but then they called her for season two without her interviewing again yeah so you never know dude you could you have to just put it out into the universe because you 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 never literally yeah yeah, I, I'm I'm the biggest advocate advocate of that. Just put yourself out, say yes to every opportunity because literally, like I'm the walking billboard for that, and it, it's just amazing. And I, I just want to um, throw a shout out to Justine. She is yes. so awesome on so many levels, and so much credit for her for jumping in late in the se- in the, like the the season. Her being super nervous because I mean we. In, in the, the chronological um, order, the pirate boat, I think, is the second to last episode, but it was the last episode we shot. Mm-hmm. So we were all super comfortable in front of the camera at that point. And then she came in and was nervous, but she she knocked it out of the park. And I, I just want to give her all the credit in the world. And, and she is just an awesome person. She is. She's amazing. She's yeah, absolutely great. amazing. Yep. It was an it was an honor to have her on last week, and yeah, she, I might have fanboyed a little bit. Not even, <laughs> by the way, nobody nobody thought my, my our initial interaction was awkward. There you go. So, based on uh, the story, uh, so <laughs> were you like, okay. do, do you remember in, in the, the with the fire boat when when you were like, hey, hey, grass, uh, <laughs> hey, do that? It was real fun, fun. <laughs> 
no, she, she is insanely talented and just, it was all, and it was awesome. Every, uh, every lunch break, we would, we would play cribbage as we were kind of, that's a game I need to learn how to play because there's a lot of money making those boards apparently. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, if, if anyone wants to play, just let me know. I'm, I'm always down for a game of crib. Is that a Massachusetts thing? I've never played cribbage ever before. It is the, it is the, the, the best card game there is. It's the ultimate card game. We always ask a weird question at the end of the episode lately, but I think the question this week is going to be, do you know how to play cribbage? And if you can, would you be willing to teach me? And I bet you, I bet you somebody is willing to teach us how to play cribbage so that we can be cribbage sharks. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm in, in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm going to be, there's a brewery right down the street. That's doing a, a cribbage tournament and I'm going to, I want to go in there and I want to win. You need to win. Yeah. I'm going to win. Yeah. yeah gonna no, win. What, what day is it? Because I'll send Aug- you a DM and be like, "Good luck." <laughs> August fourteenth. August fourteenth. Put, put it in the the mem- memor notes or whatever. What is it called? <laughs> the millinote. Millinote. <laughs> it's that's a very. It sounds like a very healthy breakfast as well. I'm eating my millinotes. It's got lots of fiber. <laughs> I'm going to stay regular. Yeah, it makes me regular of yeah. thinking of things that I have to do. You know Dude. what else is regular, though? This podcast. And we will be back again next week. We have some guests lined up. Graz, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, know, you so much to you for anyway, having but... me. Good luck to the next. Who Do, do, I, do I know the we next don't, person? We don't announce, but should we announce? Uh, or no, no, no. It's we don't. working so far. Like People seem to be excited when we talk about who's next. next yeah. You told me, and I'm actually I'm really excited. Actually, I'm excited, too. Because I, I, have, I have a question I want to ask him. And, you Ooh. know. Yeah, next week we have next week we have Morgan Tayek um, from Captain's Planks, yep. and if you want to see some crazy, crazy level woodworking, like scrolls, amazing scroll saw stuff, just pure artistry, check out her feed before she comes on. Like, she's, is she next week? I feel like I have someone in different mind. She's coming. Yeah, I think you know? I think you said someone else. Yeah, I, I, we, I we, Morgan is coming, and I'm super excited. No, she's yeah, no, next. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Let's check the Miller note. I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Your millinotes have failed. I can tell you who our next three guests are. So no, In that's order? that's who's next. Morgan okay. is Morgan is next. So. And then, and then the week it- after, which we'll save. We won't announce the week after, but and then the week after that is probably the person you're thinking was coming on next week, but they couldn't okay. make it because they're, you know, a jet setter. So mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. You're gonna have you're gonna have to tune in and find out everybody. And until then, have a great week. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you then. Goodbye. See ya.